Well, on that note, we're not recording yet, right? <laughs> no, we are actually. <laughs> not crap. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Backstairs Podcast. We are back once again. We're back. Backstairs. We're back. We are back. You know what? We always say that we're back. Where, we are. Where'd we go? We went up oh, the stairs. We weren't here for sure. <laughs> well, we went our separate ways. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And I'm Scott. I just want to start off um, by wishing you guys um, a happy Valentine's Day. Oh, well, thank is, you. It's Valentine's Day now. It it is. We're recording on. It won't be February. Valentine's Day when you hear it. John. February 14th. Hey, Scott. John, will you be my Valentine? Um, I, I already I'm taken. <laughs> Although I don't have my ring on right now. So, yes. I would love to. <laughs> why Why are you putting your f- ring finger out there? I'm taken. I didn't want to marry you. I just wanted you to be my Valentine. You should, doing like the, the single ladies Beyonce thing? <laughs> Listen, it's been a rough week. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's, I, it, ha- it has been rough. I had some heartbreak Sunday. It was, yep. Yeah, it was you know, awful. It was, it was tough. It was tough. Some of us weren't even there. So, <sighs> you know. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> why was that heart, heartache? Uh, there was a football game that I'm for some reason oh. I've tied all of my life That's right. emotions into. And, <laughs> so, right. Just can we have a moment of silence for the Eagles? Yep. Did you see the commercial that made fun of the Sarah McLaughlin commercial though? Yes. That was pretty awesome. Yes. I actually missed all <laughs> That's this. a Fox. <laughs> I watched them later on YouTube. <laughs> I, I, I thought in, about it. I was it. in bed at halftime. I, I thought about it, but it was like, Am I just doing what they want by watching commercials after? Yes. Like, I just don't want to be a part of the machine. Oh, crap. And I just realized <laughs> we're going to get demonetized because uh, I said Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, you're right. Rats. <laughs> I don't think we've been monetized at all for the past two seasons. Oh, would, well, then good. We're, we're not making we're, any money on this. We're not running the risk of anything. It'd be <laughs> nice to get monetized so we could worry about being demonetized. Uh, this is where we uh, we talk about our Patreon we should probably set one up. If you one of these would like to, <laughs> if you would like to, um, out of the goodness of your heart, donate money to open those wallets, people. If for some crazy reason, you like what you're seeing or hearing. <laughs> slide those dollars towards us. Anyways, uh, we have a guest with us. Oh, oh that's right. And <laughs> <laughs> what's going on with your uh, with with the show thing that we? talked about last week oh yeah you're doing a show that's that, right that's a that's a good way of putting it uh i'm in a show directed uh by our guest this <laughs> evening what a segue wow uh, and uh i would love just to introduce uh aaron luke the beautiful the talented the beautifully talented i told you that he hit on you his name's aaron yeah, I know. There's going to be two errands. How, how cool is that? Oh, boy. We're outnumbering people. We though. are screwed, John. Yeah. We're yeah. totally screwed. Four A's are better than two. <laughs> That's why I keep on telling people. But <laughs> So how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I don't want. Yeah. Yay. You uh, here. Uh, well, yeah, there's Let's a, hear it. Applause button. <laughs> anyway. Oh, there it is. Hi. <laughs> Hello. So. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm super stoked that you uh, decided to do this with us. <laughs> um, so I, I don't want to stop. John, you're you're <laughs> supposed to be interviewing. I mean, you, you keep going what you're doing. I liked your energy. Well, thank you. Yeah, 
Yeah, but where was he going? I don't know. That's why I'm, I, I'm excited. <laughs> but, well, I asked you a question though. Like, how's the how's the play? And you're like, what's how's it going? And then you segued. So, oh, okay. Uh, I think the play is going pretty well. Yeah. Um, I th- I feel like uh, everybody is really. Um, I don't want to use jiving as a word <laughs> just because I feel like there's better words. Apparently you do. But something that sounds like the feel of jiving well together. I feel like I'm like in the a, a 20s mafia. So people aren't just walking yeah. around clueless. They're oh, oh. I've been saving that for weeks. <laughs> you got a good crew there. You know, they've yeah been together a lot. No, we we all know each other. And yep love each other and it's really cool that you're you're jumping into the oompa stage directing yeah it's it's my first four-way into directing with oompa it's been years since i had worked with oompa so i was happy to be yeah kind of back home so to speak where i started yeah it's super cool well started why don't we hear about it (laughs) yeah tell us a little bit about your history so i you know growing up as a kid i got into theater in elementary school um did a little bit of drama club in, in middle school. And then I got to high school and I met Sally Jones. Yeah. Um, she was <laughs> teaching the, the drama class at the time. And um, she was directing man of La Mancha at the time. Okay. And she needed just a, you know, someone to do a very small walk on walk off role. And I was like, I'm available. I'll do it. <laughs> um, so that was yeah. my first, you know, my first foray into working with Oompa and then, all throughout the rest of my high school career, I, you know, did stage crew, stage managed, right. um, just helped out in any any sort of way I could because I just wanted to be a part of yeah of the theater. Like I didn't care how, I just wanted to be there in the room. Hmm. So, yeah. um, and then even you know when I went off to college, I came back home for a couple summers and did a show or two here That's and so there. Cool. Um, but it's been you know at least ten or so years since I had worked with Oompa, and I was happy to be. Oh. Yeah, happy to be back. You know where yeah. I got my start. Yeah, we're excited for you to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. Uh, speaking of, I, I was just thinking that I love having high schoolers uh, like running like backstage crew and stuff. I did a show um, where I was running lights, and there was a high schooler helping backstage, and we have like the the over your ear like mic right against your face fancy like, headsets yeah um and uh he just like mouth breathed the whole time <laughs> and so all you hear is <sighs> be like hey um can you just like shut off your mic until you need to talk he's like why <laughs> I'm like it sounds like I'm talking to Darth Vader that's why <laughs> but it's you know I, I I love you know like the community part of it you know yeah like absolutely having you know high schoolers come in and you know be a part of you know a really cool thing that we get to do in our community and I think, you know, at that age for the high schoolers, it's important to be a part of the community aspect. It's not just their their school performances. They're getting out into the community and getting to work with yeah. people that have done this for several years, people that are also new to it, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it, it definitely helps foster that relationship with all sorts of theater to get them maybe motivated to go on and do it 
more so in their lives, whether they go to college and major in it or not. Yeah. They have the experience and then later down the road can go, wow, I miss doing this. I want to do it again. Or they can go, I have experience doing this. Yeah. I'm willing to help. Yeah. No, it's, I, it's, it's definitely something I think that Oompa should, you know, focus on a little bit more is just getting the, the high school, you know, people involved. I, I, well, that goes. Yeah, yeah. So last week's episode, we, uh, right. We interviewed three, I, I don't know if you know all of them, but, uh, um, uh, Gabby Bodwin, Marin Pinkham. I, I've heard of Marin and Camden Colby. Uh, yeah. And I, yes. So all three of them had something to do with spelling bee. Awesome. So we kind of had like a recap, like, Hey, it's so good to have young talent. And one of the questions I asked them was like, uh, you know, how do we do, how do we do it better? How do we get more right. in, in involvement? And they gave a lot of credit to their drama club, even though like during COVID they kind of had to, you know, right. uh, they had restrictions. But I remember our years in high school, cause you were the year behind me. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, our drama club was very, it was, it was thriving, right? Like it, it was enough. There was a lot of crossover. Involved. Yeah. There was definitely a lot of crossover during our time, um, you know, between going back and forth between drama club and UPA, there was a lot of, and I think even though Sally wasn't running the club at the time, I think she had a huge influence in that because those of us that were in her drama class were, you know, she would encourage us to go audition for things or get involved. And so yeah, there was that collaboration sort of sp- you know, between the two. Mm. Um, and I think it's again, important that we try to bridge that as well with those younger talents. So that way we can get them involved a little bit more. Yeah. So, so you were, I mean, you were pretty heavily involved in your younger years. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. I was co-president my senior year of the drama club. (laughs) (laughs) Senior year. So the, Okay. So was that your the big one act year that you guys did? Yes. We our yeah. one act that year was pretty big. Yeah. And uh that kind of inspired a lot of years after that to still kind of stick to cuz there was one year that it was hosted at Australia's, right? Yes, I wish I had been involved with that. Um well, but that goes I mean that is in part to what you and your friends were able to do when you were in high school. That's right. pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean the one act competition is such a amazing thing Mm. um and you know having worked at another high school in the state and run the drama club for that school you know one of the big things i imparted on my students was let's do this one act festival because you get to meet other students from across the state that like the same things that you do can you kind of share the process of like the of the whole one act yeah so and you know, having firsthand experience. And also I was on the, um, the state council that put on the one act competition. So the main drama council. Um, but what happens is, you know, usually around fall, December, we start, um, registering for this festival that happens in, in early March, um, where high schools across the state, meet at you know one location and there happens at like eight or nine schools across the state all at the same time um but you know we have regionals where these schools get together and they present a 40 minute show 
um, a 1-act play, so to speak. And it can be, you know, a play that's specifically written as a 1-act, or it can be a, a student-written original piece, or it can be a full-length play that's been cut down, you know, to 40 minutes with permission. Cool. Um, and essentially, it's just a giant theater festival. Um you know, you got, you get to watch these schools put on these shows. Um, you get to watch them set their setup. There's a five minute time limit to wow. put their set up. Um, <laughs> you know, and of course there's, there's deductions and, um, points taken off and, uh, disqualifications. If you go over those time limits, um, you get 40 minutes to put on your show and then you get five minutes to take your set down. Um, you get to watch all of that happen. Um, and then there are judges that are theater professionals from across the state, cool. um, you know, in new England as well that come in and watch the shows and give feedback to the students. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, they get to, the students get to meet the judges. Each judge gets so long to tell them what they saw, give them some feedback, some critiques. Mm -hmm. um, and then the students get to ask them questions about, really anything theater related. So, you know, what did you think of this? What did you think of that? What would you do in this situation? Mm. Um, it, even to down to like, what's your favorite show? Um, and it's just a great experience because the students get to learn not only from other students, but from other theater professionals across the state. So it's a, it's a great networking opportunity for them. Yeah. Um, and it's just, a, I, you know, I love it so much because I had such a great time with it in, in high school. I met some amazing people that I even to this day still talk to and keep in touch with. Yeah. Um, and then it came full circle for me when I got to direct the drama club. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was, it was something that I was like, oh, I'm so passionate about this. And I love this for my kids that I want them to experience everything that I felt. So I love getting to see you know like oxford hills hosting um because it's a beautiful space beautiful stage um certainly can host you know seven other schools um so i was thrilled to find out when they were hosting um and i would love to see it happen again and even be a part of it you know yeah that's so cool um i i think we should be judges Oh yeah, yeah. You, I but I want to do it like uh, American Idol style, American Idol style. Okay, you on the count of three, I, you have to call who you would be original judges. One, I, th I think John and I, uh, two, John and I are only good at judging you. Okay, three, Paul Abdul. Uh, well, that's what I wanted. Well, <laughs> I gave you plenty of opportunity to get ready for it, and you didn't. So right. one, two, right. three, Paul Abdul. Oh damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You, you're Speaking definitely uh, you're definitely a Simon. No, yeah, I can't uh, turtlenecks. Man, I feel like I'm choking. You could do like a collar, a popped collar, like you're doing. Guys, 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 <laughs> we have a guest. Yeah, and he clearly is into it. Right? I am. Like, I'd be Randy Jackson. <laughs> See? There you go. Thank you. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> and you even got it right. Even better. <laughs> I just wanted to say yes to everybody. This, um, Cause that, that was like Paula's thing. Like he, she never like, it was, she, she loved everybody. I know she really did. Yeah. Like, you're a guarantee that a yes vote and a no vote. And then it really just came up to a third person. So anyways, so, so anyways, at one I point, digress. So you left Oxford Hills. I did. And what'd you do? I, I went to college uh, in Franklin, Massachusetts, um, small, 
private liberal arts college called Dean College, um, majored in theater. Um, And I, I found a lot of different ways that I could do theater while yeah. I was there. Um, my, my program at the time encompassed everything. Like I had classes on, on set design and the technical aspect of building those sets, uh, lighting design, sound design, stage management, um, dramaturgy, uh, dramatic literature, like it, just a broad spectrum of, of everything. So whatever you wanted to learn. You could learn it basically yeah. pretty much. Oh, that's so um, cool. And, you know, and I was, I was learning from people that had worked in the industry and had worked professionally and were still working and directing across the state of Massachusetts and Rhode Island. And, hmm. um, it was just a, a really incredible thing for me because that's where I fell into stage management as well. Um, you know, I went with the intention of, I'm going to be, you know, a, a Broadway star or, or move to Hollywood and right. do movies. Um, but I also learned a little bit more about stage management and fell into that. And so kind of my career throughout college was I would be in a show one semester and then I would stage manage a show the next semester just to get both of my, right. of my creative needs met. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was a great time. Yeah. I love yeah, that. I saw on your pre-interview that the guy that you did, you, uh, you did some work with that playhouse in Natick. I, I was, um, I can't think of what their the name is. I have to look at it. Um, oh, there was the, the, is it Norwood? The Norwood, Norwood theater. theater. Yeah. yeah. They, so you could, what did you do with them? Cause I just found out about them recently, actually. Um, so one of my professors was directing a chorus line and it was, you know, set to be just after I graduated from college. Um, and so I, you know, I went and auditioned and I had been cast as an ensemble and a cut dancer. Um, and then I had a lot of conflicts. I was, you know, going away on vacation for a couple of weeks and graduation and everything. So I couldn't really commit the time. So I was like, ah, oh, maybe I shouldn't do it. So I wasn't going to. But then they like 10 days before they opened, they were like, we still need ensemble and cut dancers. <laughs> Will you come and do this? And I was like, sure. So for anyone that knows the opening combination to a chorus line, I learned that in 10 days oh and gosh, oh it my. probably was good that I was a cut dancer because it wasn't perfect. But, <laughs> but, you know, it took me, it took me all of those 10 days to like really nail down that combination. Um, so I just, you know, did the one show and then came home after, you know, college and everything. But um, it was a good time. And I got involved just because, you know, one of my theater professors was directing it and I loved working with her. Yeah. So my wife is from that area. So uh, actually the, uh, the husband of the woman who runs it came into my Verizon store like a month ago. (laughs) So for some, I was like, when I saw that that pop up on your thing, that's nuts. That's a small world. They've kind of blown up in in the last couple of years. Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. That area needs that. So yeah. Uh, Kind of a rabbit trail, but I thought that was really cool. No, that that is, that is really cool. They do a lot of great stuff down there. So, I mean, you get all these tools in college. I mean, you learn all this knowledge. I mean, you must have been excited to bring that home with you. What I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I did. I feel like you were kind of degrading yourself. I mean, I, I, how, yeah. I mean, how does that work? I mean, there's always, you know, you you go off to college and you expect to achieve great things, and there's always, you know, in the back of your mind that I don't want to go home, so to speak, because then I feel like I'm regressing and not progressing. But you know, it's never a bad thing to come home because you get to to 
share your talent with with the local community. Um, so I came home and wasn't doing a whole lot. Um, you know, I just I got a job for the summer and then I came home from that and started working just to kind of save money. Um, and then probably around late December, my mom was like, you should audition for something. <laughs> You've been out of school for six months and you haven't done anything. You should audition for something. And I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, I traveled to Auburn and, and auditioned for a show at community little theater and got in the ensemble. And, um, that's actually where I met my, my partner of eight years. Um, oh, cool. So we've, you know, we've been together pretty much since then. Um, and I have just continued to, work anywhere across the state that I, I can find theatrical work. And it's been nice to, you know, again, come back to where I grew up and got started and, yeah. and just kind of share everything I've learned with, with others that are interested. Yeah. Yeah. So you ever act together? Uh, yes. I was going to say, I don't know that we've, we've acted together, but we have, we did um, a production of cabaret, together he was the mc i was bobby um and then we've also you know we've had quite a few different theatrical relationships like he's directed a show that i've i've been in yeah um you know i kind of nepotism i guess there you would call that (laughs) (laughs) a nepo baby if you will um you know got cast because i'm dating the director um it helps. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, and then, you know, he's directed shows that I've stage managed for him. So it, it's a good working relationship. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. Good. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, my wife, Rachel and I were obviously doing Jekyll and Hyde the, right. in the fall. And that's our second time doing it. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Just we'll see how well we can, uh, you know, work together but yeah and you'll you'll definitely have because we we have those sort of snarky moments of like one says something that everyone's like really that's what you want to do and you know just a little <laughs> that's the direction you want to go in really? are you sure about that <laughs> yeah think of anything better to that do sounds familiar <laughs> that sounds familiar uh, like, so- i can see that happening <laughs> So what are you up to now? Um, so now I'm directing Clue for Oompa. Whoa, um, what oh, a coincidence. Right. You're in Clue, aren't you? That's how I know you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you looked familiar. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm directing um, Clue, which is a show that I have done before with my high school group. Um, but it's a it's a good show and I, I love the humor of it all. Yeah. Um, and you are... Helping me out. <laughs> uh, sort of saved my neck there. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's uh, always tough. We've talked about that on the podcast already, but um, it's tough having to recast. Probably yeah. the best time to have to do it, right? Yes, I, mean, I, I was thankful that it was fairly early instead of, yeah. you know, because I have been part of experiences where it's happened very close to mm-hmm. the, the actual Yes, you know, showtime. So thankful that it, it happened early, even though it was, you know, kind of a sad, devastating blow. But, you know, with those things comes new opportunities and new, you know, relationships to be formed. And well, yeah. Scott and I would like to know, why'd you, why'd you settle for why Aaron? Why him? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Why was, he <laughs> one? Why was he your pick? <laughs> what were you thinking, man? <laughs> um, so I actually I saw Spelling Bee. Mm. Um, I you know during a, an early preview and and you know pre 
full audience um got to be an onstage speller during dress rehearsals which was a fun experience um and one of the one of the spellers happened to be aaron oh yeah yeah (laughs) and um we sat next to each other right you were in my my row yeah yeah um and you gave him 50 bucks and hey, hey, I think, you, doing a show. I think you might have <laughs> traded Pokemon cards over me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you pulled out like a Bulbasaur or something. And I was like, oh, Bulbasaur. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, one of the things that I really liked about Aaron's character and, and, you know, and Aaron's performance was how just kind of free spirited and, and, you know, you obviously weren't afraid to appear silly you know and yeah. and you got you really fed into just kind of how empty-minded the character is and you know he's a little he's one of those you don't expect to be smart and good at spelling and then he pulls out these words and and is like hey i can do this um right. and i i you know i kind of took that as also knowing that you know it was only what the second or third show that you had performed in. Um, but your performance was so not what I had expected. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was taken aback by just the level of, you know, commitment you gave to your character. And so with Wadsworth, the character that you're playing in clue, um, you know, he's got this sort of complex, Right thing again about I don't want to give too much away for those that aren't familiar, but you know, he has this complexity about him that I think you help in captured in was it Leaf? Yes. Right. <laughs> I was like, Leaf I think Connie it's Bear. Leaf County Bear. Yeah. <laughs> um nailed it. You know, so there there was a complexity about Leaf that I think, you know, I could also see mirrored in Wadsworth in a different way, but you yeah. know, it still was like, mm. I think, you know, and yeah asking around with you know like who's in the area who's available who would be good for this who would be willing you know your name came up several times across the board so i was like i mean i don't know him very well but i'll you know i'll reach out and see well we give him our time but we're we're pretty glad you made you made a good (laughs) choice so yeah i i paid him to say all that about me (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I told you. And for the record, money. he wasn't <laughs> acting during spelling me. Yeah, no. I was gonna <laughs> say there wasn't much effort involved with the whole shh, not, nothing there. It's not, not an act. It's not an act. No, so you're telling me I've set myself up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but uh, like an honest moment. Aaron's super hardworking, and uh, I'm super happy to see him in another production. I think he's gonna kill it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I agree. About me. And that's enough. I, I do have one question for you, though. Yeah. Um, I don't remember a Wadsworth figure in the Clue game. That's right. Yeah, and there I, isn't. I, and I so played this a lot. Can you explain that to me? Because I love Clue. And what what am I getting myself into? Do they reinvent the wheel? Or who's Wadsworth? So Wadsworth is the butler for Mr. Body, who owns the mansion. Okay, I don't that, remember Mr. Body either. Well, so, so Mr. Body is the one who you're you're solving his murder. Okay. So with the game, you know, Mr. Body's been murdered by one of his six guests that he has and you have to figure out which one of them did it um and so with the play wadsworth is almost the narrator you know not necessarily narrating to the audience but is that common bond between everyone of going okay what do we have to do here like this is what you're doing here yeah it it, kind of like um brings the audience through like he's like the 
Move, moves the story along. Yeah, he's yeah. The, he's the one that's like, hey, this is what's going on. You guys are all being blackmailed. <laughs> you know, like, right. This is the way through the house. This is, you know, gotcha. This is what's going on here. And yeah, he gets into the shenanigans as well. Definitely, okay. definitely some shenanigans. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I've seen the movie, and of course, I know about the. I've seen the musical. Um, musical in the play pretty close or I, I don't believe so. I am not as familiar with the musical mm-hmm. as I am the other, the other iterations of, of clue. Um, I know that with the musical, it's a little bit, um, mystery of Edwin Drood where the audience can, you know, have yeah. input and, and vote who they think the murderer was. <laughs> oh, um, cool. It, we don't get that with, with the play, you know, it's, it's kind of set in stone as to what happens, but if you're familiar with the movie, you know, there's a lot of those, so to speak, isms of the movie, you know, the, the iconic lines and the, the little bits yes. that happen and, um, you know, without giving the ending away, sure. um, you know, uh, there's, multiple endings so to speak in the movie you know it's it happened this way or it could have happened that way but this is how it really happened and you know all of those are kind of tied up into into one with the ending of the play as well yeah. so i remember when you because uh obviously you pitched this to the info board and you had said that you had directed clue jr am i misremembering or no I, you're correct it's a high school edition okay um not too many changes actually it's very similar it's just um it's essentially the same show there's just a few like word changes here and there to make it a little bit more age appropriate for for high school age but uh i think what i took big from that um pitch well first off i'm I'm super excited this is the first season in a while where oompa's been able to do three productions and full productions in a year which is super exciting for for us and uh just the idea of having like another director come forward and like saying they want to direct is, is it, no, it's a big thing. Um, and name recognition. I mean, the, uh, it's just, it's an exciting thing. Uh, and you've been doing, you just start rehearsals. Yes. But at the high school, yep. you, I, you were there last night. Yes. Correct. And I mean, the Oompa stage pretty confined. It is. And the stage of the high school is nowhere near confined. No, I mean, it's huge. Of space. Um, we, you know, we, I started kind of rehearsals on that stage being like, we'll figure it out when we get into the space. And then, you know, there was a little bit of like, uh, maybe we should, you know, tape out. So I, I put down some tape lines on the floor of like, this is my guesstimate of yeah. what the Oompa space is like. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to confine it a little bit more for, for the actors who, you know, might not be as familiar with the stage at, at sure. the range, but um, we're making it work. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and for just for uh, the sake of the people listening, the idea of that, the, the Grange is a very old building, very, very wonderful building that we're lucky to have, but uh, it takes a lot to get that building up to a temperature. Yeah. So uh thankfully the the high school, the school department gracious enough to let us be there. So that's exciting. Yeah. yeah. No, we're super thankful. Yeah, that's really the uh it's great. The the community. Size, I'm, community. I'm pretty sure that the Oompa building is as wide as the opening to the stage itself. I yeah, I would actually <laughs> that's probably very true. I think you could fit the the building through the stage. <laughs> um so th- it's 
it's quite a bit smaller. There's yeah, it there's is. quite some confinement, but I think that will help, you know, play into how zany the show is, you know, it's, it's yeah. tight quarters. And so that always lends itself to, to the humor of trying yeah. to make something seem huge when you've got about two feet of space on either side. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've often wanted, like, I've been, I've been thinking of, uh, of our stage and things to do with it. And I think that doing like some like force perspectives of things on the stage, I think would be a lot of fun. Like you, you see like the hallways that get narrower yeah. that aren't actually that narrow. And so you walk into it and then you turn it like to a giant. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if we could do something like that at the Uber stage. But, but I don't know. I think you could. I think, I think there's some, some magic to be made I'm there. Sure you could. Yeah. I don't know. Break's over. I keep looking for that camera and it's not there. It's over there. It's over there. There. This one's that camera's you. over there. And this one's seeing you, I'm pretty sure, too. Well, I keep this one can't see this. me past your head. For no. some reason, I feel like the camera should be. It's okay. Straight on. Center, right on. Right on me. Right on you. Well, if, uh, if, if I knew somebody at Verizon that could help me get a new phone that has a little bit more storage. Hmm. Maybe, maybe the Verizon guy can hook you up. I don't know. I heard he quit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's been going around. Yeah, well, <laughs> something's been going around. So, Aaron, now that you know we've talked about you directing Clue, right? I feel like we should probably pick your brain. Okay, I'm a big strategy guy. Like I love board games with strategy. I love uh, anything that has to do with strategy. I like it. If it doesn't, I typically don't waste my time. Right. Like Uno, Yahtzee, those games can go fall in a pit. <laughs> Um, but I, I do really enjoy Clue. So I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit. Okay. Uh, and get your Clue hot takes, if you will. <laughs> Got it. I'm ready. Clue okay. hot takes. Now, have you, played, have you played Clue before? Yes. Okay. That's it's one of my favorites. Have you won Clue before? Yes. Okay. I, I actually, I don't think people want to play with me because I always win. There you go. So. Ooh, <laughs> well, so. We're going to have a podcast of us just playing Clue now. Here's my first question. Okay. Right? Is there, do you have a go-to character? Oh yeah, uh, Professor Plum Professor is usually Plum. my my go to because for the longest time, you know, purple was one of my favorite colors. So I mm. was I was always drawn to Professor Plum. Sure, nice. Now, I, I, this is a relatively newer board here. Um, one thing I know personally is that you know, as they've updated them, the characters have changed a little bit. Yeah, but the layout of the board for the most part has stayed pretty, pretty much the same. Pretty yeah. much the same. Is there any strategy to picking a character because of where it is on the board? Yes, at least in my opinion. Okay. Um, as much as, you know, I love Professor Plum and, you know, there's a door up there by the study at his start space. But the strategy is you want to pick someone that's relatively close to a room so you can get in fast and start right. figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Start okay. making your suggestions. Now the corner corner rooms have like that secret entrance, secret passageway, or whatever. Right? Yep. What are what are your what's your take on that? You are you a secret passageway type of guy? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because back and forth. It's another one of those. You know, you got to get into a new room. Yeah. You yeah. make a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's now, just for me. It's about figuring. You know, figuring out. And this is why people don't want to play with me. <laughs> you, you figure out as fast as you can you know where the cards are or where you know where the suspects where the weapons are who's got what yeah so the more that you can duck into the rooms 
Yes. The better. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're if we're really in a clue game, yep. I want to I want to know who uh, who would who who do you think did it? Uh, everyone's got their motivations. Yeah, who's who's the guiltiest? I feel like Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Why is usually the guiltiest? I mean, he, he has just, a weapon on him already, and he just looks angry. Like he just looks like. He wants to kill anything that moves. Okay. Yeah, so he, I, he looks I, like one of those people that goes and hunts elephants. Right. But I always I always envisioned Colonel Mustard to be like that one guy in Jumanji who yes, comes, who comes exactly. out of the board and is like who's played by the same actor yeah. as his dad, right? Isn't right. that how it was? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I that's that's my like when I think of Colonel Mustard, that's what I think of. Yeah. Mm. And then I'm I'm curious, is there a strategy, do you think, uh, if it was real, right? If we're in the game of Clue and the, I mean, what, what weapon are you going with? What do you, what do you think? It's, it's tricky because like the revolver feels like the obvious answer. Okay. But I actually think the lead pipe is probably one of the most underrated weapons mm-hmm. because it's just a, it's just a pipe. It's not necessarily exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the lead pipe is always a good, you know, you don't necessarily expect it. So when it is the lead pipe, you're like, yeah, that's got pretty, it. I mean, it's kind of dramatic though. Cause you're really getting some aggression out. If you're beating somebody with a lead right. pipe, man, that's, that's some emotion Mustard, involved. I mean, he could really do some damage with Maybe. it. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, to, to your point, Scott, you know, it's, it's one of those that like you have to, you can't, it's not one and done. No, you know, the revolver no. one shot you're done. The knife, if you go right for the heart, you know, it's it. And even, even the candlestick and the wrench, like they're, they've got some heft to mm. them and you know, like the wrench has the little, the little mouth. So like these can do, yeah some damage on their own but the lead pipe like you said scott you just got to really go for it yeah, yeah. and the not to get into murder too much um, <laughs> it's another murder podcast i was gonna say you're gonna turn into a true crime <laughs> podcast <laughs> but like if you're gonna kill somebody inside a house with a bunch of people if you were going to use a gun you instantly That's a alert more obvious yeah you instantly alert everybody that there's been a murder yeah. or a, at least an attempted murder yeah but like with the i agree with like the 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 bludging objects there's less blood like you can knock somebody on the on the dome without like really creating yeah. too much like if, if you stab somebody there's gonna be blood everywhere right um and then and then the room right i mean is there an ideal room to do the deed in uh um you know different source of lighting different surfaces I feel I don't know it's it's tricky because again I think the hall is severely underrated but mm. like you're not going to murder someone the second they walk in the house maybe mm. if they're running to leave you can get them in the hall I think the ballroom again with the lead pipe too right yeah so already- I was going to say I think the ballroom because so many exits there's there's so many exits but like you've got natural lighting with the windows so you probably won't have it you know it'll be dark and and it's furthest away from like the exit of the house you can break a window and get out if you really want to but furthest away from from the exit yeah all right so we have colonel mustard 
with the, the lead pipe in the ballroom in the ballroom nice. the, the, the only reason i want to do this is to get a title for his episode so i think that'd be uh, <laughs> with the lead pipe in the ballroom with aaron luke i think that would be that's, that's a good that's a good title there's a, a lot of work one. to get to that but i like it <laughs> <laughs> come on we can't talk about clue without doing you something clue mean, related i remember a time yeah unlike the rest of you where there was just where the dinosaurs roam before the movie came out. <laughs> I remember the game. We were playing yeah. the game back then. I mean, they had this game back in the sixties, maybe we, even the fifties. We've talked enough about the board game. Can we talk a little bit about the movie? How good is that movie? The movie it's is a great so movie. good. <laughs> the movie is so good. Yeah. So it's, good. It's you know, it's a cult classic. It's one of my. I say one of my favorites because, like you know, every nostalgic movie you think of as oh it's one of my favorites but mm, yeah. you know it's it's one of those that you can watch and no matter how many times you watch it it's yeah. still funny yeah you you know what's coming but you still find ways to find something new in it yeah oh, or just laugh as much as the last time you right. did the same thing it's like it's up there with like blazing saddles and yeah. young frankenstein yeah you can just watch it and laugh at the same thing over and over because it's so good yeah no it's it's so funny and yeah. the cast it's yeah. great that like it, it's one of those things that like as you go on and you see other things that those people have done you go oh that's that person like mm-hmm. you know yeah. one of the things for me was martin mall he plays great. colonel yeah. mustard i'm like oh yeah. yeah that's the guy from sabrina <laughs> the teenage yeah, yeah, witch yeah. <laughs> and then even later for me down the road you know madeline khan who plays right. mrs white. white yeah um you know she did a lot of other things but then she was Amazing. also she was, saddles right and she was she was also oh, yeah. like frankenstein yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah she did yeah. do that one that's right <laughs> um but she also was an incredible broadway star like she you yeah. know she did a few musicals yep. and mm. and she's just yeah. incredibly talented oh yeah no that was it's so good and like i i love we re-watching it because i I watched it when you that day that you asked me to do it. I right. Like, I just wanted to watch it. So I, <laughs> I I put it on while I was working. It's a good excuse <laughs> to watch it. I know. It was, it was, it was perfect. Um, and I, was, I was putting it on and it was it was great just like could get like for well, one. Were you working remote that day? I was. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, the 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 play is. It's not word for word, but it's I would there's a lot to right yeah i mean there's not a lot of the play doesn't add too much or take away too much right um but so i so i watched it and then a friend of mine who hadn't seen it before um i was like well we should watch it so i watched it uh saturday night again (laughs) and um it was so fun just because you 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 get to see because you're looking for like okay i know who did what and i'm gonna look to see if they actually edited it in so they it actually makes sense right and they do it's like you're like oh that person is missing from the scene (laughs) huh wonder why because they were killing somebody right (laughs) that's why and nothing gets by you does it nothing (laughs) wow that was wonderful What it's a great movie, though. So, yeah, it is a great movie. So, Any excuse so to watch professionally, it. <laughs> professionally, right now, I mean, you do a lot of theater stuff, you were saying? Yes. What's going on? What are you doing? So, my full-time job mm. is for a theater company. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> That's great. I, you know, I, I'm finally putting my degree to use, I'd yeah. say. Right. <laughs> um, so, I work for a theater at Monmouth, uh, located in, in Monmouth, Maine. Um, 
not to be confused with Monolith Community Players. They also do incredible work and we right. share uh, Comston Hall. Right. Um, but we're two separate oh, companies. Nice. Um, so Theater at Monmouth is a professional um, theater that specializes in Shakespeare. Right. Um, we do a lot of classical and Shakespeare plays, um, you know, at least two or three Shakespeare's every year. Um, and we also do classical plays, um, but find ways to reinvent them and make them a little bit more modern. So, you know, classical cool. plays for modern audiences type type deal. Um, so right now it's our off season. We operate um, in repertory um, throughout the summer. And, you know, if you don't know what that means, what it means is we have five or six shows that just play back to back to back. So we get a company of, of actors from across the country. Um, you know, they're in rehearsals for a week with one show. They tech it on stage and perform, you know, Thursday, Friday night. And then the next week they're in rehearsals for another show. So these actors are, you know, memorizing three shows at once, three different roles and three different shows. And once we Jeez. open all of the shows, we're just running show after show. So, you know, Tuesday night, we're doing Romeo and Juliet. Wednesday afternoon, we're doing, you know, Clue could be. And then oh Thursday night is you, it, you, Agamemnon or, you know, so right. just another play. Yeah. Um, oh. So it's it's a rotating schedule of these shows. And you've got actors that are in three different shows with three different parts and have to remember hmm. all of their blocking, all of their lines, all of their cues. Gosh. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, that so is we, incredible. we operate out of the summer. Um, you know, the actors arrive in June, uh, rehearse for a couple of weeks and then we open and by the end of August, we're running six shows at once. And then we do a fall show typically in September. Um, we do a few educational tours. So we get around to the elementary and high school, um, across the state with some Shakespeare shows and some other classical literature. And then we do a holiday show and then we call it good until, yeah. <laughs> until the next year. Wow. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. We learned a lot. Uh, we had Danny Gay yes. uh, on yep. a couple weeks ago and um, learned a lot about the new updates yeah. that happened to the hall with all the Which, lighting. and Incredible. Like, you know, the community really loves that space. And so the fact that they were able to raise the funds to, to get an entire new light plot with LEDs was incredible. And yeah. it's been a magnificent sort of addition to a be already beautiful space. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Now, how long, how long have you been with them? Uh, I have been with them since last June. So roughly maybe eight or nine months at this point. And um, even in the off time, are you still pretty heavily involved with them? Or is it a full-time? Yes. So favorite? it's, so my position is full-time year round. Um, I'm box office manager and marketing associate. So obviously during the summer, I do a lot of the box office, um, you know, ticket selling and, and dealing with patrons. And then in the off season, I do, I, you know, I don't want to just say I just do marketing. Um, there's a lot that goes into my job. Um, but right now I'm, you know, I'm preparing the website for an update of what we're doing for the summer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to start selling tickets, you know, single tickets go on sale March 1st, if anyone's interested. <laughs> <laughs> Subscriptions are on sale now. Whoa. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm preparing the website and then I'm also going to start doing some, um, prepare, you know, preparing for our fundraiser over the summer for our silent auction. Um, I'm, you know, selling program ads to local businesses. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. So it keeps me busy year round. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've, this is my eight or ninth month in this position, but I've been with the company for a few years now in different, different variations. So cool. It's, it's definitely a, 
a good gig to have. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And I love how involved, you know, even I understand, you know, how professional your the group is, but it, I mean, it, they do work hand in hand with the community players too, right? I mean, there's some crossover. Yeah, there's definitely some crossover. Um, you know, our fall show in the past, you know, has been a Gilbert and Sullivan musical, which is, you know, obviously calls for a large chorus. Um, so, you know, we hire actors to come in, but then we also get community folks to fill in some roles and some, um, cool. you know, some of the ensemble. So there's definitely some crossover there. Um, we share the space, which is, you know, another thing. So sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, where's this, where's this lighting instrument, you know, just a lot of, a lot of sort of collaboration and yeah. It's it's a really great thing. Yeah, I think, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, For sure. It's community working together. Whoa! Hey. Whoa. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> did we? Maybe I'm the one that dropped the ball on this, but did we have a letter from Sally in the mailbox? We we didn't have a letter from Sally. She was just proud of Aaron because she remembers him from. So Aww. Sally has been uh, our correspondent, if you will, you know, I love that. And uh, it's a little bit on we, us to give her a heads up of like, hey, this is who we have going. You know? Yeah, we kind of put her on. Um, yeah, we rushed our schedule. This we week. rushed this one. So, hey, I, didn't give okay. her time, so I thought but, it might be but nice. She did mention before when I was telling her about the upcoming season, how she was so proud to have another former student. Yeah. You know, doing so well in theater and, and coming back to the community that she loves so much. You, you had talked really about nice her briefly earlier, but I thought maybe instead of her asking a question, like, do you have a story about Sally or something that you had, like had learned from her that you'd want to share? Uh, where do I start? I learned so much from Sally. Um, yeah. And, you know, and if Sally, if you hear this or if anyone wants to tell her, I say thank <laughs> you for everything that she's, you know, she did for me because she helped kind of spark that fire in me that made me go, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, with my life, because she she loved it so much and she had so much respect and care for the craft that like even in her class, you know, she taught us as much as she she could across the board. You know, I remember doing some set model stuff. You know, we had to pick a show and or she gave us a show and we had to like build a little a model of like what our set would be. Mm. Um, You know, she she really took the time to hone in on like what we were doing acting wise and, you know, would give us helpful hints. And, and I know that Lori mentioned that um, she helped Sally helped Lori with her college auditions. I didn't have many college auditions, you know, like the programs I went to didn't necessarily require auditions to get into. Um, but Sally still helped with, you know, the preparation for, for me to yeah. go on and do theater mm-hmm. a little bit further into my life. Um, she just was is such an incredible influence and, and, you know, really cared deeply that, you know, if this is what you wanted to do, she was going to help you in any way that she could, um, yeah. to really grow that passion. She's in the dictionary. You look at, you look up teacher and there's a picture of Sally Jones. That's what she was. Yeah. Yeah. In the classic, most beautiful sense of the word. She yeah. loved and teaching she people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I was so blessed to, to be very similar in similar, but not as much. I didn't do the drama class, like, right. but uh, I do 
2011, uh, Kelsey Franklin, yes, yep. and, and I were we did I do I do two person yes, show. Yes, I did. I remember seeing that. And my grandmother, who is a very very close to my grandmother, passed away right in the middle of that production. Oh. So you already have a two person show, right? Right. And um, and one of the people have something going on. Kelsey actually has something going on too. And the the amount of poise and elegance the salad brought to the table even during that like you take your time we will figure it out but when you are back you're back right i mean we sat around her little she had a little breakfast nook in her house and <laughs> we're sitting there running lines and um so i i she means a lot to me too and yeah what, I, what the reason i wanted you to share is that like we i feel like there are a lot of people especially that in our community and stuff like um that Sally's left a huge impact on their life. Oh, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. She's, you know, they're just countless people that I can think of off the top of my head that have worked for Oompa and, and gone on to do other things that she has, she's helped nurture, you know, mm-hmm. that, that passion. And, and she's touched so many people with her care and, and her knowledge and, and mm-hmm. her love that it, it's just an incredible, incredible thing to, to know her. Yeah, I know. Incredibly talented herself on oh, stage. Yeah. Jeez, her Margaret Chase Smith yes. show was so amazing. Good. That was incredible. And how did so she good. do that for that one by herself? Yeah, and me, and she so dedicated to it as well. I mean, yeah, she took that way farther than I ever thought she oh, was yeah, going to. Was yeah, so hmm. pretty. Yeah. And, and awesome. even, you know, I remember being in class and she was telling us about that's what she was, you know, she was going to be starting this project. And yeah. and I think Lori and I went to see you know, a performance in Lewiston, you know, in just this sort of underground black box theater, mm-hmm. you know, one of the first iterations of it. And then I just remember hearing that she just kept taking it elsewhere. And I was like, that's great. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Hmm. She's, she's still amazing. Yeah. She is. Yep. We love you, Sally. Yeah. Pretty happy hmm. to have Sally involved with the show when we can. Yeah. 100%. Yep. yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm getting to the end of what I had. Guys, do you guys have anything that you wanted to talk about, bring up? Because the next couple of questions I have kind of start tying things up. So, yeah, no, I uh, I think this is great. Okay. Where, where are you going from Clue? Uh, from Clue, I kind of honed back in on, on uh, you know, my professional theater at Monmouth, yep. just preparing for the season. Yep. Um, we start our educational tour. Um, in the spring so late what, april what is that um so in our, in the spring we do what we call the page to stage tour um where our producing artistic director don takes just some sort of classic children's literature book um and she'll adapt it into a script for the stage and we hire you know a certain number of of actors from across the state you know from really anywhere that you just connections that we have in the state um and they rehearse for like a week and then they take the the show out on tour, so to speak, to different uh, elementary schools and middle schools across the state, oh, um, cool. present it to to the kids. Um, some schools do workshops with the actors, so they get to hopefully start, you know, igniting that spark in, in students across the across the state. That's such a cool um, thing. And then in the fall, we do. A Shakespeare tour of, you know, just a, any sort of a Shakespeare show it gets cut down to about 90 minutes. Uh, and we tour that to middle and high schools across the state as well to, oh. to, you know, keep the legacy of Shakespeare alive. And, you know, yeah. So that's cool. That's the cool thing. 
turn my focus back to that yeah. after Clue. Yeah. So it kind of goes with what my next question was, but and uh, and we can, we have the power of editing, so we can edit <laughs> anything yes. we need to. But my next question is why Umba? Why why come back to Umba? Why direct on the Umba stage? Well, first and foremost, uh, my mother, my lovely mother, <laughs> is on the board as well. Yes. Um, you know, so she... Which we love her. She, um, you know, she got, she was excited to get the opportunity to, I think, be a part of something that I, you know, she's watched me do for so long. Um, and, and I think it's a great opportunity for anyone to get involved in theater in any way they can. So you know, she was like, I'm going to be on the board. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, and, and, you know, and it's a company that she's seen sh- several shows over the last 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, you know, she drove me back and forth to rehearsals when I was involved in the shows. Um, so she, you know, she reached out and she was like, Oh, you know, we're getting ready for the next season. Do you have anything that you want to submit? And I was like, Oh, maybe, you know, I'm not, I'm not super sure, but I'll, you know, I'll submit some, a few things. So I, I submitted and came back because my mother was involved and I was like, this, you know, would be a great thing to do. Yeah. Get the, you know, the ability to do something like this with my mom, because yeah. we haven't done really anything theatrically related other than see shows together. So this would be a great, a yeah. great thing. But also again, Oompa is where I got my start with theater, you know, or a big part of the start to, to wanting to do theater as a career. You know, I got to be involved with as many shows as I could be, you know, that time would allow each, each season. Um, And it's always important. Even if you go on to do professional things, you know, community theater is the root. Mm. Like if you think Mm. of theater as a tree, yes, Broadway professional theater is, is the leaves, but I think community theater is the root because you have to start somewhere. Yeah. You, you can't just yeah. wake up one morning and star in a Broadway show. Yeah. Like you have to start somewhere. And whether that's in, in, in a school production or in a community theater production, those are the roots. Those are what, what ties us to theater, yeah. you know? And then the fact that you can do community theater where you have all of these other people who maybe theater isn't something that they ever did before. And it's something that they're interested in, or maybe, you know, they just love being involved in any way in their community. Um, so I think it's important to, to continue to foster those relationships with community theaters, no matter where you work, because, yeah. you know, the next big Broadway star, the next Audra McDonald or, or Sutton Foster can come from anywhere. An, an oh, OPA yeah. stage. Yeah. It literally could be, you know, yeah. someone in our community. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to come back to Oompa because I wanted to share what I've learned with some of the people that have taught me things as well. Yeah. So, well, and, and do you see yourself directing in the future? I mean, you've obviously had a little bit of experience before. Yeah. Um, I, you know, admittedly directing isn't my favorite aspect of theater. Um, and it wasn't something that I ever really saw myself doing or wanted to do when I was going through college. Um, and even to this day, you know, there's a little bit of like hesitation in, in the thought of directing, but you know, it's not something I'm afraid of. I just am like, "Mm, maybe, Um, but I, you know, I would do it again and I would continue to do it because even as a director, you learn from the actors, you learn from the other people that are involved. Um, So even during rehearsals, I'm learning things as much as I'm 
you know, hopefully teaching other people things. Yeah. Well, we're super excited to see how it comes out and it's going to be good. I can't wait. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know it already. It's going to be an awesome start to our season and I'm just super thankful that you were willing to pitch it. And so that would be April 6th to the 16th, right? Correct. So two weekends there. Yes. And uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row. Boom. Say it again. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two weeks in a row. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to share about Clue or anything like that? I just hope everyone enjoys it as much as I'm enjoying, you know, working with everyone. It's, it's a, a, a great show. And again, for those of you that are familiar with the movie, everything that you love about it is there. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you that are only familiar with the board game, it's, it's fun to play along and yeah. You know, see if you can figure out what's going on and you gotta bring your own dice. Yeah. Roll. Luckily I, that's not, that's not part of the show. Oh no. That okay. would have been really annoying. Like rolling, right. you're rolling. <laughs> two. Oh, so, someone's on stage trying to <laughs> take two trying steps. To say a line and someone's out there rolling dice being like, oh, I can't move into the, 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 the billiard room yet. No. <laughs> There was a there was one Wait, last hold thing on for you guys. I gotta I gotta roll a twelve here. Right. Dang it. There was one last thing I wanted to cover. Yeah. And the only reason I really wanted to bring attention to it is because I am outvoted around Uh-oh. here heavily, Uh-oh. especially when Janelle's here. Um, because <laughs> I have some very non-positive feelings about the show Hamilton. <sighs> and as far as I've seen, you maybe share some of those views with me and maybe think that that's a tad overrated. Agreed. Oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> no, that's, now that's a hot take. Yeah, it is. it is. It's it's one that I, um, you know, I often get a little bit of, of side eye for, but um, I'm happy to share that. I agree that I think Hamilton's a bit overrated. Now I don't mean that I don't like Hamilton mm. and I don't, you know, want to discredit the work that Lin-Manuel Miranda did or anything. Uh, it, the man is obviously brilliant and genius. Yes. yes. Um, and, and the show itself is incredible. I appreciate the work that he did. I appreciate what Hamilton did for musical, for theater in general, you know, bringing it Mm kind of back into the mainstream and getting people that might not necessarily know or talk about it interested in it. But then that itself is kind of everyone's scope. Yeah. You know, everyone, I I love that people are enthusiastic and love it as much as they do and, and are excited when they get a chance to see it live. And, you know, no matter how many times they've watched it on Disney plus, um, (laughs) but I think, I think as someone that, that works, you know, in theater as heavily as I do, I just want, I want people to go, I loved Hamilton so much. I want to learn more about, yeah about theater and musicals and instead they just hone in on well now i know everything about alexander hamilton and i'm like that's great your history teacher would be so proud of you (laughs) (laughs) but the theater teacher whose class you didn't take wants you to now take that appreciation and move it elsewhere make let that grow as much yeah so uh, when when someone's like oh well i've seen hamilton i go that's great that's great. Let's get you into, you know, something else. Maybe you'll like this because I think even if, you know, if it's the hip hop that you're, you know, inspired by, or you watch six, right? Exactly. There's, there is six, there's, you know, there's a a musical about the six wives of Henry the eighth. 
Henry VIII? Henry yeah, VIII. I, I think so. Yeah. Don't know why I question myself there. I love the show. Um, you know, and that's that's presented in a, a pop concert style. Right. Um, and even more so the hip hop there's uh, In the Heights. Right. Which Lin-Manuel Miranda also wrote. You know, Wonderful. that was, show. One that of was his first one, right? Yeah, the first yeah. one he had yeah. on Broadway. Um, again, same sort of style of music. And, and so I want people to take the things that they love about Hamilton and apply it to maybe other aspects of theater because there are other things out there like it. Yeah. They just have to go and find those things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I just say, I haven't seen Hamilton. See, now I want to go, <laughs> I mean, okay, you're missing so out. That's yeah. like, at this point, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to bother. No, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely worth checking out I, I especially love, he makes such a good point it's on Miranda. disney plus i mean oh, yeah, like I know. Yeah. just just taking that two hours and just do it i mean i, I go on disney plus i'm gonna watch star wars not <laughs> i feel like you're still a little bit more positive about it than i am probably i, I appreciate yeah. it but i uh, yeah i yeah I, I i agree with you i think it's uh it was such a hit for a really it it was a long time. Yeah. It was like in like people's forefront mm -hmm. for a, such a long time that I think it, people killed it. I mean, it was the I, only I, thing I think, you listened to for a, a while. I mean, I saw you when, 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 when I first, when, when I first like I don't know, discovered it, I like whenever the first time I heard it, I, I did, I, I fell in love with it. It was, it was fantastic. I thought, you know, because I'm kind of like a history guy, anyways. Right. And you're like, oh, this is mostly accurate. You know, this is this is it's fun. Um, but then it's like, you know, you get into like the actual like story, and you're like, you start crying when you know his wife forgives him. And you're like, <laughs> but no, I think it, it. I think it's just people. And scene. Pe <laughs> people killed it. It is it, it's just overdone. Yeah. And, and overkill. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I, I love I loved listening to it nonstop for for a while. And, you know, even now and then um, satisfied will come on. I'm like, yep, that's my jam. Yeah. Um, yes. But have you listened to Moana? <laughs> <laughs> because Moana. Anyway, that no, that's a great soundtrack, too, actually. That's I think I think my biggest thing with Hamilton is. You know, I didn't see the original cast. I've I've seen it mm. on tour when it came to Boston when one of the many times that it did. Um, and, and you know, my partner got a chance to see the original cast on Broadway shortly after it opened. And Whoa. he, you know, he mentioned that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. He, yeah. he got his ticket early, uh, you know, managed to get in before ticket prices went through the roof and were more expensive than a mortgage. <laughs> but um you know, one of the things that he mentioned was how hard the cast was working because it was still in the early, you know, is this going to work? Is are people going to want to see this? So they're trying to sell, you know, not just a story. They're trying to sell themselves, so to speak, and, yeah. and sell the show that it's worth going to and worth seeing to become as big of a phenomenon as it did. Right and now, you know, it's been five or six, seven years at this point. Um my concern is that people aren't necessarily when they get booked in the show, aren't going to work as hard because they don't have to, because yeah. people are going to like it no matter what, mm. you know, people are going to come see the show. The show, the title of the show is going to sell itself. Yeah. And therefore they're going to play to sold out audiences. They don't have to work as hard to convince mm. people that this is worth seeing. Yeah. yeah. 
I am really excited when the ri- the rice come out. I'm gonna go see Hamilton at the widest school I possibly can find. <laughs> I think that's gonna be so funny. I think that's such an interesting <laughs> conversation anyway, though. Because I mean, there have been a lot of times where you have and Scott, you I feel like you could get very easily fired about this, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> But like shows that have a ton of name recognition, um, for instance, like Wizard of Oz, yeah, stuff like that. It's very, very easy to do a production of that and completely kill it, sell out, you know, destroy ticket sales. Oh, it's a, a masterpiece, and and thank goodness, like your production was legitimately very well executed and well done. You don't have to explain yourself. It's all right. Like I walked away from that being in <laughs> awe of like the dynamic of you and Dan together and like Janelle's yeah. and like it, I walked away from your take of Wizard of Oz very pleased, but there have also been times where, I mean, it's like, what the heck just happened? Oh yeah. And so I, I think that's probably something that needs to be talked about more is that the dynamic of yeah, show and, is name I mean, recognition. Yeah. Name, re- name recognition is great for you know for companies because it will sell tickets and you yeah. know it, it will bring in the money that you need to operate and and to be able to produce other shows so that's great um but with some of that name recognition you need to make sure especially with something like the wizard of oz um you know you need to make sure it lives up to the standards that people have for yeah. those types of things because you know everyone's seen some iteration of Wizard of Oz, whether it be the original movie and nothing will compare to Judy Garland in, in that movie. Yeah. Or, you know, they saw a production that changed their, you know, just changed their life. And so that's the perspective they have on that show. So name recognition is good in some ways, but then you have to make sure that the level, the quality of level that you're producing yeah. is, you know, up there yeah. to, to yeah, help there's a, sell there's it. There's a bigger expectation out of people than right. you get that. And, yeah. and yeah. I'm sure we'll get that quality with Clue on stage. <laughs> oh, Upa's 100%. stage, April 6th to the 16th. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, times two. Times two. <laughs> yeah, no, just okay. one, one thought is just like it, it helps so much um, especially like with, with new or up coming theater companies to to get stuff that are going to bring people to the door yeah um and if they can bring a quality that people are like they did a really great job i'll be willing to see their next show right and then their next show is another like name recommend like maybe less known show but people are like yeah i'm gonna support it because i like the last show they did and then eventually like theaters i in my mind would get to the point where they can do a show that's super good, but nobody knows about and be able to have that audience carry over from last shows. Right. Yeah. Um, sort of which, bring them back in. Yeah. You're just like, right. you're, you're building up your, you know, like your, your resume as a theater. You're like, we put on good shows. Right. You know, hmm. But then, like, then again, you can do shows that people do know and you can butcher it and it's not good. And then people are like, I don't care what they're going to do next. I'm right. If that's if that's what. Yeah. They turn out. Yeah. So maybe I won't. Yeah. So I, I think above all, I think quality is most important when it comes to a theater company. 
So my future in the fall is privy to whatever you are able to produce for Clue. So uh, yeah, so we're putting it all on your shoulders. Gonna He's going to blame gonna, you. I'm going I'm to work my hardest to make sure when that... When audiences go, Jekyll and who? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jeez. no, Aaron, thanks so much. Thank this you. You're welcome. Oh, Sorry. Aaron, Aaron, thank you so much. Sorry. It's been wonderful. <laughs> yes, he, he did a great thank job you. setting up. He did, as yeah. always. <laughs> and he did a great job of editing this. I don't know if you're aware. He hasn't yet. We have someone very questionable among us. He's I questionable do. looking, acting, and he's just questionably. I don't know. Questionable. 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 He's got some questions for you. <laughs> I love questions. <laughs> so, so we end the show on strike. And you know what strike is being a director. You better be there for strike for Always. your own show. Yeah, of course. Of course. Not everybody shows up. But we know who that is. Shame so on we, them. <laughs> strike for us is I'm going to ask you five questions. Okay. And uh, hopefully you'll answer them. That, that's the whole idea behind the thing. Right. So first off, what are you listening to these days? Uh, it's not Hamilton, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is a loaded question. Yeah, for me it is. Right. Um, so today, on the day that we're filming this, a musical that is fairly new to Broadway that I have now seen twice and I absolutely love. It's called Kimberly Akimbo. Huh. Their their cast album came out today. I saw that, and I've listened to it at least twice already today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, but I also have kind of on repeat um the revival cast album of caroline or change from mm. a couple seasons ago uh i also have been listening to andrew lloyd weber's um new take on cinderella <laughs> which uh you know had a london run and is coming to broadway this spring hmm. um how was it i haven't listened to that one there's some really good bops in there yeah there's you know i i think I'm curious to see by bringing it over here if it will change. I mean, there, there are going to be some that do, but there are some weird parts to that. Yes. And I definitely think there's going to be some change. Um, I know that like, uh, you know, initially they were trying to mount it pre COVID shutdown and okay. over the COVID shutdown, they made some changes, which mm. I've heard about. Um, and I huh. can imagine that they will make more changes. Um, I'm a little worried about some of those changes, but we'll, we'll see, you know, how it goes. Um, so that's also on repeat. One of the, you know, that's um, cool. I've, uh, yeah, I tend to listen to a lot of musicals. No, um, you know, I, I've also had Beyonce's Renaissance album on repeat, Harry Styles, you know, yeah. Harry's house, some of those, those new pop ones, but I, I tend to listen to a lot of musicals. So those are a few that have been on, on repeat for me. Well, that's good because it leads into my second question of not necessarily a favorite, but what's a guilty pleasure musical of yours? Oh, I don't. I don't know that I have a guilty pleasure musical. Uh, Well, actually, I I do. Um, So I (laughs) sort of sort of a not guilty pleasure musical that I really like. that I, you know, is one that I wish I'd seen is uh, Bring It On the Musical, um, based on, you know, the early thousands cheerleading movies. Yes. Um, oddly enough, some of the music is written by Lynn Manuel Miranda. I think mostly oh. just the music, not so much the lyrics, but, yeah. you know, he did contribute some there. Um, I think 
I think a really guilty pleasure musical that I enjoy um, is a musical called Diana and it's about princess Diana. Um, There is also, if you want to see why it's a guilty pleasure musical for me, um, there is a recording of it on Netflix. Um, Again, they, you know, filmed it sort of during a shutdown um, filmed it on Netflix, uh, didn't do so well on Broadway. Um, and again, if you go and watch it, you might see why, <laughs> but you have piqued my interest, but some of right. the music is, you know, it's, it's fun to listen to, even if you do listen to it and you go, wow, this is rough. <laughs> it's still, it's still kind of fun. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things that like, you might think it's bad, but it's, it's one of those bittersweet things. You're like, this is actually Mm. kind of good so, so bad it's good yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Diana, that's good diana um yeah. guilty pleasure musical is definitely diana yeah. mm. nice so we'll, we'll check it out and let us know what you think right yeah you can leave us a you. comment uh About you right uh jim person listening um <laughs> jim is that not good uh carol carol <laughs> carol if you as long as karen isn't listening that's oh, carol no, we like okay. we like Karen too, but Carol, especially you, Carol, please watch Diana, or if you have, let us know what you think. Netflix, All right. good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron, back to Aaron. Uh, you're a young man, fully involved in theater. What's some new ways uh, that you've been thinking of to stage shows? Something new out of the box. Oh. Something new out of the box to stage shows. I don't know that I've necessarily thought of them myself, but I, I've been in, I don't know that I want to say inspired because I don't have the means to make these things happen, but there's been a lot of um, projections on, on stage these days yeah. that have played a huge role into the plot lines of stories. And, and, and I think, I think sometimes they can overpower and they rely a little too much on the projections, but I think they're a huge asset because they change the way that you look at, at theater. You know, it used mm. to just be, you threw up some flat walls and doors and windows or whatever. And, and that was your set. And now you have all these ways that you can project a set onto a screen or on, onto a set piece. And, yeah. And, you know, it can move around the stage and change. Yeah. Change the way that things are are viewed. Um, so I don't think I, pre- you know, obviously I didn't I wasn't the first person to be like, let's let's do projections. But I think that that's something that would inspire me if I had the means necessary to do that with something that I, I would invest in um, because it can change the way that you perform a show. Yeah. Um, and even if that's. I guess tied in with the projections would be um, live feed cameras that sort of follow the action on, on set. I've seen a couple shows where the actors might not necessarily be on stage, but you can see them through a window on, on the set or something, but then there's, there's screens that are showing what's going on, you yeah. know, in that sort of section on the stage mm-hmm. um, and it provides a different view and a different perspective that you might not be able to fully achieve. So it's that crossbreed of, of huh. mediums of, of stage and screen. Hmm. And I think, I think that's something that if, you know, again, if I had the means 
yeah to do i would i would definitely want to explore and play with and and you know help stage new things they create they call that the volume have you heard of the volume Mm-mm. what they're doing with star wars a lot of like mandalorian they're oh, sure. just creating this oh big, yeah 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 and they're projecting the screen right there yeah. that they we, we were like talking about really there. dear evan hansen last week too with the projections and yeah. the text messages and all that yeah so, mm-hmm. yeah Another another show that I loved at the start, and it sort of went into the everybody loved it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm over it. Maybe are we just hipsters? Is that what's going on? I loved Dear Evan Hansen, so probably not. Uh, uh, I, you know, but we could be though. Like, it was just they were hipsters. Yeah, we're just, just we have a very niche. Yeah, you absolutely of, love Hamilton. You couldn't fall. You wouldn't fit into that at all. <laughs> yeah, but I loved it before everybody else did. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's, he's got a beard and a knit cap on. Oh, so he doesn't have a Do beanie. we really have to ask if he's a hipster? Right. All right. <laughs> anyway, so question three, Scott. That was question three. I'm going to ask we're question going four right now. We're just moving right around. Right. All right, Boomer, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boomer, damn. <laughs> And that was a, we'll get your moment. There's no camera. Get off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, So you're directing, you do a lot of stage managing, but you enjoy acting too. Shoot, quiet. (laughs) Uh, You have any dream roles you haven't, you haven't done yet? Oh, um, a couple, I think. Um, There is uh, Angel in Rent is a role that I've, I've sort of dreamt about for years. And I, Mm. I, you know, I don't know if I'm, if that's a role that I might be able to do in this day and age, you know, I am starting to get older, so I might age out of it, but there's also the whole conversation of, of sort of where does angel fit in the, the gender spectrum that, you know, Mm. is, you know, a, a huge debate right now in theater, you know, is, is Angel a drag queen? Is Angel trans? Is Angel non-binary? You know, there's there's so many different things. So you just depending, I guess, on the vision, maybe I'd fit in that box. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. Um, another dream role of mine that, you know, is still within reach is um, Pierre in Natasha Pierre in The Great Comet of 1812. Um, it's a newish musical. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty new. At all. Yeah. Um, I, I say newish because it did have a Broadway bow in 2016. I think it would only last about nine months because mm-hmm. there was some controversy was casting around there, but uh, it's a, uh, a musical based on a section of war and peace. Okay. Um, just a, you know, a very small section in a, in a very large book. Was it actually on Broadway? It was. I did not know with that. Josh Groban. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, he, Josh Groban played Pierre. Um, oh. So it, it's just a show that, for what again, for whatever reason, I, I love and and hold near and dear to my heart mm. for any you know specific reason. I, I never read War and Peace. I wasn't you know I looked at the size of the book and I went, I'm not reading that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's just a very small excerpt of of the story that gets told. You know, musically, it's it's almost an operetta, so to speak. Hmm. Um, but Pierre is a role that I I definitely would hmm. love to to get a chance to take a crack at. Cool, cool, yeah. I have to check that one out. I've I've seen the argument with with Angel, and I've seen most of the time it there's a lot of merit to like the original. Uh, you already kind of brought it up, but like the the original feeling behind it, right? Right, like 
the the time period when it was written, when it was. Um, so I, I like that people are really scoping that out for themselves before they perform the role. Yeah. Not letting the outside just kind of figuring it out for themselves. And, right. So I don't know. I think that'd be really cool. It's definitely, yeah. definitely one that I, I would also love to, to have the ability to do. I just think it's fun and I like to have fun when I'm on stage. Mm. The so question yeah, is, can totally. you pull off the heels? Oh, I, I, uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. <There you> go. <laughs> I would kill myself. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Strangle my, oh yeah. 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 Broken neck. <sighs> so okay. Question. Last, last question. Whoa. Question five. I told you we was moving right along. So community theater podcast. Um, how do we build community? Outreach. I think, I think outreach mm. is a huge mm thing with building community and that you know and that outreach can come in many different ways you know it comes with this podcast it comes with going door to door and hanging posters and it but the biggest way to build community is just get out there and meet as many people as you can to just even you know get your name out there that person might not Mm. show up themselves but someone else they know, they might go, oh, well, I've heard of, you know, so-and-so and yeah. you should reach out. So it's it's outreach and building connections with with other people in the surrounding area. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to say, you know, with people in your community. Yes, that's, that's the obvious thing. But even just the surrounding area helps build a larger community. Yeah. And you got to you got to get out there and you got to meet the people and you you got to get the name, right. You know, again, yeah. name recognition, so to speak out there so that people at least have heard the name and they, again, they might not show up themselves, but they might know people that, that want to. Yeah. And so they pass that information along yeah. and right. it just becomes like a, a web, so to speak of, of connections. Yeah. Yes. Nice. I like that. Outreach. Me too. We need some outreach. Mm-hmm. It's great. I'm going to reach out <laughs> to you, Aaron. <laughs> And tell you, I'm excited to see you and Clue. I'm excited to see the whole crew because that's a good crew you get up there. Thank you. It well, is. I, I kind of figured we'd take a one last moment and maybe for you to do a little teaser for Clue. Like, a, like yeah, how, are you, how are you, what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, Aaron, see that camera next to Aaron, that phone? That one. Yeah. That one over there. I feel like that uh, maybe oh. give a little heartfelt plug for uh for your for your cast for your crew for your, for your show yeah absolutely um come see this show please <laughs> if if not for me and if not for aaron who's one of the hosts of this podcast the other aaron the other not me do it for yourself if it, you know it, it's it's a comedy who doesn't like to laugh i don't know anyone that goes i hate laughing I don't want to laugh. I don't want to have a good time. You're going to have a good time with this show. You're you're going to laugh. You're going to find something that's funny. You're going to take something away from it. Hopefully it's not murder, yeah. but, but the comedy of it. Yeah. Um, and see it for, see it for someone, you know, if it's not someone in the cast, see it with or for someone that might enjoy it as well. You, you if you're one of those people that enjoys what other people, people enjoy like i do i enjoy things that other people find joy in um come see the show for them as well yeah it's a, it's a great that was, that was beautiful that was great it's in april so that's like a great it's like that's spring mm. 
you know, you want to get out of the house. Right. Go, do it go, for somebody else. Go yep. take your your partner. Go take your mother. Your mother on a on a little date. Go to go to two ninety or Pizza Exchange or dinner and a show. Yeah. Yeah. And then go see a community theater. I think that's wonderful. I think that's a great yeah. way to end the show. That's, that's a great, great way to end it. Go see community theater because without community theater. There wouldn't be a podcast about community theater. Aaron, yeah. final thoughts. Is there anything we didn't cover? Oh, uh, I don't think so. That's wonderful. I, I think I think we got everything. <laughs> well, we're super thankful that you agreed to come play with us. Thank you so much. Thank yes, you for thank having you. me. This has been this has been great. And again, uh, go see Clue, and we're super excited for it. So, right. And yeah. don't forget to come back and see us again here on the Backstairs Podcast. The Backstairs Podcast. Backstairs Podcast. Backstairs Podcast. Perfect. I'm John. Uh, no, I already cut. This has been the Backstairs Podcast. You can stream the audio or video format of this episode anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Backstairs Podcast. Send us an email at thebackstairspodcast at gmail.com. Redacted!